Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Minister, Mister, Minister J.C. Yarday, and I greet in the blessed name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May his grace and his mercy rest and abide in our lives today. Man, oh man, it is Wednesday, hump day. Yes, it is hump day. Yes, after today, we can start looking towards the weekend. See, I don't want to start looking towards the weekend on Monday or Tuesday, because that's just depressing, right? But after we get through today, and then... Tomorrow's Thursday, and then we only have one more day, and then it's Saturday, and we get to rest and relax and breathe. So we just have to make it through this day, which we can because God get, uh, has given us blessings and mercies, and, and he's given us grace to handle whatever this day has given. But I always get excited for Saturday. I get ex- I get really excited on Fridays. Like, Friday's like, Yeah! So Wednesdays and Fridays are like my most exciting, you know, like now I can start looking towards the weekend now, now, now is the time. So you remember that, um, commercial from, um, Geico with the, uh, the camel, you know, home day. Yes, it is hump day and we will be happy and rejoice in it. So guys, um, uh, announcements as usual. Um, I'm really excited too, because, um, the team, we do have a team of people, content editors and web developers. Um, they were working diligently yesterday. And when I woke up this morning and I saw the work that they did, it was awesome. The new and improved Rising Hope Ministries site is coming along great. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we will be able to launch out on this Friday two days from today. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to launch out the new um, Rising Hope Ministries. And what's new about it? So what we have done, like like right now, if you go to the site right now, you have to sign into the social media network. We did that. um, We did that with the premise of whatever happens in the community stays in the community. And we get a lot of people who come in, but um, they don't want to sign up for whatever reason. And I get it. You know, there, there's some sites that I go to that I like, but I won't join the site. Um, well, you know, case in point, there's a lot of uh, 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 places that uh, I listen to on uh, YouTube. 
I like them. I, I, I have a lot of respect for them, but give good information. And I'm, I'll like their videos, but I won't subscribe to their videos because I don't want to know every single time. I just want to be able to go and click um, click into the uh, channel and be like, okay, I want to watch that video. I want to watch that video. I don't want my email bombarded with um, so-and-so is live right now or so-and-so just dropped a video right now. I don't want all of that. So I choose to go and look at the videos I want to look at without actually subscribing. And that is the same premise uh, with our site. Our site kind of made you sign up to get all the information that we have and what, all the things that we're trying to offer. So with that being said, we decided to move that information on the outside. We're still keeping the social media aspect of it. We still have the community. You can still be a part of a community of believers and you can come in there and share your testimony testimonies, um, you know, write a prayer and know that you're not going to get exploited or get abused because you're part of this community. And that is very secure and very private. But for those of you who are like myself, who might like Rising Hope Ministries and you like everything that we say and we like everything that we do. So you want to come in and get the information that you need without actually having to sign up because of fear of getting bombarded with emails. Right, right now, Minister Tony and myself, we're too busy to even sit up and do an email campaign. Not to say that one won't come in the future, but right now, <clears throat> I can tell you right now, we're not, we're not about that life. Um, we're not even thinking about it, about, about it like that right now. But I understand. So the new website is going to be um, more user-friendly. Um, it's going to be better, more inclusive. And um, it's, it, I mean, like I said, I saw it this morning. I was really excited. And I hope you guys will be excited about it as well. Um, tomorrow, it will be the return of GPS. And last night was the return of Let's Talk. Last week, we didn't do the Let's Talk because I had a scheduling conflict. But last night was the return of Let's Talk. And that was awesome. So all of that's going to be on the site without signing up. And you'll be able to come in and check it out. And we're really excited about that. Um, and that's about it. Come and uh, check us out tomorrow at 6 p.m. for um, GPS um, cause and effect. That's what we're talking about. Cause and effect is Minister Tony and myself doing the Bible study. And we are um, we look forward to seeing you there. So without further ado, let me just go ahead and open this up with a word of prayer. And let's talk about a hard not life. OK. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace on this day. We come to give you all glory and all praise. Lord, allow me to decrease so you can increase in me and let your word go forth and do all that you command it to do. Holy Father, and Lord, I pray that you command your word to encourage, empower, and inspire these your people. I pray that this word would touch somebody in their darkest moment, Holy Father, so they realize that whatever they were planning, whatever they were scheming, they can abandon those plans or those schemes that are not of you, begin to seek you out, and know that they will be found by you. Lord, I pray that this word would touch somebody in their loneliest hour um, so that they would realize that they're not alone, but they can call upon you and know that you would respond to them immediately. We thank you for your word, Holy Father, because we know it will not return to you void. Now, Heavenly Father, allow me to teach your word in its full and completeness as you have given it to me. Give me the strength and the boldness to, 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 to speak your word in wholeness, Holy Father. Let me not add anything to your word, nor take anything away from your word, but give, it, give your word as you have given it to me. Lord, let me stay humble not only before your throne of grace, but before the people to whom you've called me to serve. I thank you for the opportunity to stand before your throne of grace on this noontime hour and declare, Thus saith the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Well, welcome, welcome, welcome once again. I always like to say welcome twice. I don't know why, but I do. I, I enjoy it. So <laughs> it's a quirk. So, hey, guys, um, we are still in hard knock life. And I'm going to be honest with you. It looks like it's, it's going to go into next week. I'm not trying to rush it. Um, I, I, I got into a snafu um, earlier today when I was preparing today's lesson. And I was trying to um, pull out two points. I couldn't pull them out because they're so interconnected. And even uh, today's, uh, today's lesson is going to go into two parts. Today's going to be um, one part. Thursday's going to be another part. And then Friday. And I'm not even halfway through the parable. And actually, I'm only hitting um, point number two on the parable that we're going through. And we're going through the parable found um, in the Bible on Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. I think 31 32 something like that um uh where it's the rich man and lazarus and we're talking about um okay minister tony just talks about just sent me a message said tomorrow and um cause and effects the mechanics of faith the mechanics of faith that is our topic thank you minister tony um so here we go guys um so we're talking about the a hard knock life and we're understanding on monday i talked about life it's a gift from god this life that we have is a gift from god and we should cherish this gift and let's not worry about what we have or what we don't have right? And on yesterday, I expounded upon that thought even more. And I talked about uh, um, I, a show I used to watch, MTV Cribs. And uh, I, I saw the life that um, these rappers and, and, and the people I follow and I listen to their music and I contributed to their wealth and their fame. And, and, and But at the same time, as they're displaying their cars and their homes and all the cool things they had in their home, I kind of wanted that life, right? And so we talked about, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I will fix that, Tony. Um, uh, uh, we talked about, on, on yesterday, we talked about how, and I'm just being transparent, right? The, 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 what I was trying to do, what, what I wanted to do was go after the life that they had. I was trying to go after somebody else's life. And I don't want to go after somebody else's life. Now I want to live the life that God has given me. Because when I try to go after that person's life and try to emulate and get all the things that they had, I found myself in more trouble and, and found, my, uh, found myself in trouble that I never thought I would have been in. And so now I realize like, hey, wait, listen, I got a life that God has given me. Let me walk and operate in that life. Let me operate in the life that God has given me. So um, today, I want to take an um, even, even closer look at the life that God has given us because everything that we've done, everything that we do, um, and especially in the church, right? And I'm not bashing the church. There are some great churches out there. The churches that, that, that God is in now, God's not in every church, but the churches that God is in, they do healthy teaching and they go beyond the surface and they go beyond trying to uh, 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 pet you like some kind of um, 
uh, animal like a dog, you know. Uh, when I have my dog, if I rub his belly, he's he'll just lighter. He'll he'll just lighter all day long. You rub his belly, and he and he, he would be satisfied. You might have to go up and, and eat, and then go outside and do his business, but he'll come right back and lay down, and so you can rub his belly, and he and he would be satisfied. There's a lot of churches that just want to rub our bellies to make sure that we come back for whatever reason, because they um, they're part of an organization that counts how many people are in the seat. Maybe it's the tithes and the offerings or whatever the case may be. But there are some churches out there and a lot of them that do healthy teaching. So don't think that I am bashing the churches. But let me just say this and, and be real clear about this. We have to go beyond the surface. There is much more than, 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 than just making us feel good for the decisions that we made. Making us feel good because we said, well, God knows our heart. And, 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 and somebody says, yeah, God knows your heart. You're a good person. And da, da, da. No, let's go beyond the surface and understand the life in which God has given us and how um, our actions have consequences, not only in this timeline, but the timeline, the timeline that is yet to come. And so uh, let, let, let us take a look. Oh, let me give me one second here, guys. Uh, I, like I said um, earlier today, I was uh, I found myself in battle as I was trying to uh, uh, decipher or rightly divide, let, let me put it like that, rightly divide um, this word. And I realized I couldn't rightly divide it. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. And, and, and uh, I just have to fix something here real quick. Uh, it is what it is. And, um, so that's why we're going to probably prolong it because I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I, uh, I'm sorry, I got so much going on here. Ah, make it too big. I don't want to miss anything. I want to, uh, again, give healthy teaching. So um, we, let's take a look at this and we take a look at this and I want, I want to say, um, we're going to start off with the parable. Um, Luke chapter 16, verses 22 and 23. And it reads like, oh, what did I do? Got too much going on here. Uh, there we go. How about that? There we go. That's what I want. Clicking too many buttons. It happens. <laughs> so it says, uh, Luke 16, verses 23 to 23. It says, finally, the poor man died and was carried, uh, carried by the angels to the, to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and he was buried and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham from a far distance with Lazarus at his side. Of course, we're talking about the parable of the um, rich man and Lazarus, right? So on yesterday, we talked about how the rich man uh, uh, um, in his life, he had everything. He was dressed out in his purple linens. He had everything that he could ever want. While the poor man sat at the gates of the rich man, just wanting to get some crumbs from the rich man's table. And he had sores and the dogs would come and lick his sores. So the poor man had nothing. The rich man, the poor man was um, Lazarus and the and, and, and the rich man, we don't know his name, uh, 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 he had everything that he needed in this timeline. 
if you understand this, that this life that we have has an expiration date on it, but it does not mean that this, that life ends. It means that we transition from this timeline into God's timeline. And death is that transition point. As is birth is the, excuse me, as is birth, the transition point from God's timeline into this timeline. And the exit point is the, is death from this timeline back to God's timeline. And that's why um, uh, when you go to a funeral, they talk about returning, right? Because we, we, we came from God. We came from God's timeline. And let me not call it God's timeline. Well, I love calling it God's timeline, but let me give it a name. It is called Kairos. See, Kairos is the time in which God resides in. And in that time, it's, inter it's eternity. And there, there is no end to it. There is no beginning and there is no end to it. And that's the timeline in which God resides in. We live in Kairos. Kairos has a measurement of time. We can measure that time by seconds, minutes, hours, days, months, years. We, Kairos is that measurement of time in which we live in. I am, oh, you almost got me. I'm not going to tell you my age, but I am 40 plus years old. And therefore, my my there is a chronological clock on the timeline. Now, I do not know what my expiration date is, nor does anyone else, but the Father in heaven knows what that is. But while we're here in this uh, chronological timeline, the actions that we have and the actions that we do have consequences in Kairos. See, we come into this timeline, we come into this life with the hand that God has dealt us. And, and you might say it's unfair or whatever the case may be. Some of us come into um, this timeline with a silver spoon in our mouth and we can still, just like in this instance, end up, in, when we enter into Kairos or God's timeline, we can end up with nothing. We can start this timeline and we can have everything and anything that anyone can ever want, seek, or ask for in Kairos, but just because we have it in this timeline, it, I mean uh, Kronos, because we have it in the Kronos timeline, we have all the money, we have all the resources, We all we have to do is I say, you know what? I want to go and you can hop on a plane and go to Paris and just to have dinner. You know, that, that rich and, and, and extravagant, extravagant lifestyle. We can say all of that. And we, and, 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 and while we're in Kronos, we can say that and be like, ah, oh, yes. And we think because, get this, we think because we give so many millions of dollars to charity every year, because we, uh, uh, um, I don't know, because we show up at church um, at Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day, that, that, that our place in Kairos is cemented. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that the rich man in Jesus's parable probably thought, thought the same thing. He, he thought if he just threw a couple of crumbs to Lazarus, he was okay. He just 
thought if he went to the synagogue on Sundays, he was going to be okay. He, he, he just thought that if he showed up on, on Christmas and in, 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 in the Easter, he was going to be okay. He just thought that if he just, he, if he just showed up at the food pantry and he gave a whole bunch of food uh, uh, once or twice a year, he would be just okay. But the Bible tells us that when Lazarus died, the angels came and took him to, to sit, sit at the table next to Abraham in the heavenly banquet. But when the rich man died, it didn't even say that, that anybody came and got him. It just said he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham. So brothers and sisters, we cannot and should not ever look at this timeline, look at what somebody have in this timeline and think that they have it all. That is short-sighted thinking. Let's think beyond the, the, beyond the time that we see right now. Let's look into the time of eternity. How can we look into the time of eternity? We have a guide. It's called the Bible. We can look into that Bible and it will tell tell us and give us clues. And, and listen, get this now, the Bible tells that when we study it, when we read it, and when we seek the knowledge that is in the Bible, the mysteries of the Bibles be, be, become known to us. So there are mysteries in the Bible for those of you who are trying to figure out because you think you got it up here. There's some of you that think you can outsmart God. There's some of you that think that you're going to finesse God, but God has a trick for you. You're reading that Bible with ill will in your heart and the mysteries of the Bible will not be opened up to you. But for those of you who believe in him, for those of you who trust in him, for those of you who, who, who put your hopes and your faith in him and you still diligently study his word, the mysteries of the Bible will be opened up to you. And this is one of the, uh, uh, um, one of the, 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 the uh, mysteries, uh, <laughs> ministries, uh, mysteries, mysteries, that's what I'm looking for, ministries that, that, that needs to be open. In Psalms, uh, in Psalms 90 verse 4, it, it, it talks about God's timeline just for a moment. In this verse, it says, for you, and you meaning God, a thousand years, is, a thousand years are passing, uh, a thousand years are as one day, uh, as, as, I can't even talk, for you, a thousand years are as a passing day, a brief as as brief as a few night hours. See, when you are in that, when you are in Kairos, in God's time, a thousand years could be a passing day. A thousand years could be overnight. We don't know, but we like to say that he's an on-time God. He has never been late, but we don't, but at the same time, we get impatient as we wait for the blessings of God to manifest themselves in our lives. And I want to talk about that for but for one moment. And the two things that we're talking about is the consequence. Uh, our actions have consequences. So what we do in this life has 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 um, has consequences to uh, 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 where we end up in 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 Kairos, right? So what does it mean? Like our actions, our actions have consequences. So it's more than like I said, going to church. There's much more than trying to follow the the uh, the rigors of religion to try to make a place for yourself in Kairos. It's much much more than that, and that's why I couldn't. I, the thing that I got stuck in, I was trying to uh, pull out. Uh, 
kairos and the consequences, but they are one in the same. They're so intertwined and they're so uh, uh, tied up with each other that we have to understand that everything that we do in this timeline has an effect in the next timeline. Get what I'm saying here? Everything that we do in this timeline has an effect in Kairos. This is why, this is why um, we find these words that David wrote in, you guys know I'm a David fan, Psalms 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Do not worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their uh, about their wicked schemes. David starts on this by saying, "Be patient, um, be patient in the Lord, and 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 wait patiently for Him to act." He would know. Do not fret about evil people who prosper in or fret in about their wicked schemes. He would know. Get this. Remember that David was anointed king of Israel when he was just a boy. The king at that time was, I don't want to call him a tyrant, but the guy lost his mind because God removed his favor. God removed his presence. And when God removed his favor and God removed his presence, he slowly went mad. He slowly went crazy. He slowly uh, uh, lost it. The things that he knew the things that he knew that 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 um i'm sorry about that the things that he knew that he shouldn't be doing that was forbidden he started to do because he was get this trying to finesse his way in back into god's favor but you cannot do that because god knows our heart that's why i say when somebody says to me now i used to be one of the keep uh, one of one of the king uh people that said well god knows my heart but then god realized and showed it to me do you understand that every time you say that god knows my heart is always when you got caught doing something that you shouldn't be doing so the reality of it is yeah god knows your heart right Back to the uh, back to the case at hand. So here we are. Be still in the uh, in in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. David would understand this because during Saul's reign, Saul did some shady shady stuff, and he went and did some things that he shouldn't have been doing. And three times, uh, David had the ability to end it right there and then. But he did not because he understood that at, this, at the end of the day, Saul was still uh, anointed by God to be king of Israel. So David was, and, and it, it was an unction from God too. Now get this, it was an unction from God that kept David from killing Saul. So David had to patiently wait for his time to come. David had to patiently wait. And during that time, he saw all some of the things. I don't want to say all of the things. He saw some of the things that Saul was doing. And it, and I can only imagine uh, to him that it perplexed him. Why, you know that this man, <clears throat> excuse me, you know that this man 
uh, uh, um, isn't with you, Lord, but he's still prospering. He's still getting away with it. Why? Why is he getting away with the things that he shouldn't be getting away with? This is why, brothers and sisters, David understood beyond anyone else that we should patiently wait on the Lord for the, for God to act and not take things into our own hands. Let me put it to you like this. Solomon Solomon wrote it like this. When you go to Solomon chapter 8, uh, 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 verses 11 through 13, it says, when a, crime, when a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. And I don't know. Again, I'm not going to put anything on you, but me growing up, I will say this. That felt, I fell into that trap. When I knew that I got away with doing something and, and I was like, oh man, it was, that, that, that wasn't that bad, man. Everybody's going to fall for that lie. And I would go and do it again. And I would go and do it again. And I would go and do it again. Until somebody said, damn, oh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, you are a liar. No, we're not going to accept that. You need to do this. My eyes got big. I, 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 I got frozen. I got, I, I got stopped. And I was like, oh, <laughs> until the chickens came home to roost. And at that point in time, I found myself in so much trouble that I could not get myself out of it because I was doing it for so long. It became locked in my mind. It became a habit. It became something that I now had to break. It became a stronghold in my life. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel safe to do wrong. But even though a person sins a hundred times and still lives a long time, I know that I know that those who fear God will be better off. The wicked will not prosper, for they do not fear God. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. David understood this when it came to Saul. We need to understand this when we deal with the people in this timeline. I understand that we get frustrated when we see people lying, stealing, cheating, and it seems like they're being rewarded for the things that they are doing, even though they got it illegally, even though they got it the wrong way, even though it was questionable actions and it's stuff that you know that you know that shouldn't have been done, that shouldn't have been said, but it was said anyway, and these people are uh, prospering uh, uh, from it, and we are still suffering. Case in point, we might not understand the drug cocktail that President Trump received on the on the onset of um, COVID. We know a little bit about it, or or we know you know a little bit here and there. But we know that he went into the hospital. We know that he took a helicopter from the White House to the hospital. We know that on Saturday he got he needed he needed that his ego to be fed from his um, supporters. So he got into his um, SUV and he rode around so he can wave at his supporters. And that you never know that could have. That, that could have strengthened them to, to feel that love and that adoration from the people could have made them emboldened. Like, okay, I need to get out there, whatever the case may be. But 
here's the long here's here, here here it is in the long run. He is now back at the White House, and we know that we know that there are millions of people, millions of households who are barely making it from day to day. The 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 the, the, the food bank lines are getting longer and longer every week. Nobody wants to talk about that. Excuse me. Why are the food um, food food uh, the food bank lines are getting longer because prices in the grocery stores are skyrocketing. Nobody wants to talk about that. How do I know about that? I went to the store the other day. I had half a cart and it almost cost me a hundred dollars. And I'm like, uh, let me think about start putting some things back. Like really. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. And then on yesterday, uh, the president sitting in his taxpayer home, his taxpayer health care, his taxpayer kitchen, his taxpayer everything, decides, you know what, I'm not going to do anything to help the people until after the election. Until after the elections. And economists and everybody says there's nothing happening after the election because it's a lame duck session. Congress is, in essence, has no power until January. So if it doesn't get done before the election, it doesn't get done until the end of January. That sends shivers throughout the the shockwaves of of the U United States economy and shattered a lot of dreams and a lot of hopes. But yet, I'm gonna put I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that back up there. But yet, this is what David says: Be still in the presence of the Lord, and patiently wait for Him to act. We understand even in this timeline, we are dealing with people who do not understand the power that they will, and 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 they do not understand the things that they are doing have consequences on God's people. But guess what? God understands and God knows and God is saying be, be patient in his presence in his presence but look it says be still in his in, in, in the presence of the Lord so if you're not in the presence of the Lord brothers and sisters get in his presence right now patiently wait for him to act we will wait on God to act our hope is not in man but our hope is in God and he will act on our behalf we have to understand this. This is what it means. We are not, the decisions that you are making right now, and I understand food is getting low. I understand that that that, that the phone company is calling, whether it's Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, uh, uh, Metro PCS. I understand that they're saying, hey, well, you need to pay this bill or you're not going to have no phone. No phone means that you can't call to make uh, get job interviews. I understand all, all that, but it says, that's why he, David first says, get in the presence of the Lord and patiently wait for him to to act. You have to get in his presence and patiently wait for him to act. But get this, you are not doing it for uh, uh, Kronos, you're doing it for Kairos because the actions that happen in this timeline affects us in the next timeline. And I'm at 1248, but I want to, I want to, uh, 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 I want to get, I want to get through this uh, um, for one more moment. Understand this, brothers and sisters. The life that we live. 
I want to make sure I have the right scripture, so I'm sorry, bear with me. Like I said, I struggled with the, I want to rightly divide, I want to rightly divide um, the word, right? The struggles that we have today can be found in the Bible right now. I understand that the Bible was written 4,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago. Some people have dated even um, longer than that. But this is the word of God, and it's a living word. And it was relevant then, and it's relevant now. Understand this. We do not follow, do not fall into trap. When you, I, 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 I urge you guys to read Proverbs chapter 1, 1 through 21 or 22. I can't remember. Um, I will give you um, these words of wisdom coming from David, right? And from verse uh, 6 um, all the way down to 21, it basically talks about stay away from those people who are trying to get you to do wrong, the sinners. Some books call it the sinners. Some people call it wicked. Some some translations call it wicked. But I just wanted to pull out Proverbs um, 1, 17 through 19, and then I'll go ahead and close on out. And um, in that, we will find these, these words. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves they are they are trying to get themselves killed such is the fate of all who are greedy for money it robs them of life brothers and sisters the schemes of the wicked is robbing them of life they can't even set they can't even see that they're setting their own traps for themselves they can't see that they're setting their own ambushes for themselves. But this word, when you get into this word, the word of God, it will, it opens up, uh, 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 it opens up your vision to see that there is a trap being set for yourself. Uh, uh, Psalms 37, 7 isn't just some nice words. It is a warning that we need to not only get into the presence of the Lord, but we need to wait and let God act on our behalf. But we don't do that. We don't. We want to help God in helping us. And, and in the interim of it, we get in the way and we fall into the trap because we do something that we know that we weren't supposed to do in the first place. I'm the president of that club. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. Do you know to stay away? Wait, let me... Let me back up. Let me ask you this question. Have you seen the trap being set? Maybe, just maybe, you're so caught up in your feelings and in your emotions, in your fears and in the stresses, that you look at, you're looking at those people. They're getting away with, with, with their schemes. They're getting away. You know, um, one of the biggest scams that there was, I don't know, it's probably still going on. Some form of it is going on. But a guy said, uh, uh, a guy got a, 
and he says, "I know how. I I know how to tell you guys how to make a um, hundred thousand dollars in a year. It's only going to take you six months." And he says, "I tell you what, I rented out this. Uh, I rented out this convention hall, and you pay me twenty five dollars a head, and I'll give you the secret of. Um, I give you the secret on how to make." a um, hundred thousand dollars in a year so he goes he gives him the address and 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 people paid twenty five dollars ahead and he packed out the um, he packed out the uh, uh, the uh, convention hall he packed it out and people are there they're excited and he comes out on stage he's like hey man I'm glad to see you, you guys are here to learn how to make a hundred thousand dollars in in six months people are screaming they're like yeah yeah show us tell us the secret he says this is what you do you tell people how you're gonna um, show them how you show them how you're gonna make them a hundred thousand dollars in less than a year you rent out a hall you put a price tag on it and that's all you have to do thank you goodbye good night and he walks off the stage let's patiently wait for God let's first get in his presence and patiently wait for God to make a way for us Again, like I said, I want to take my time and I want to go through this. And there's a part two to this because we can't eat. we're still on the surface. We're, 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 we're half a centimeter from the top. We haven't even gone down deep yet. We, we just at the beginning. I want to go a little bit deeper. And uh, brothers and sisters, please excuse my language. I got caught up. I did not mean to use um, that kind of language earlier. <laughs> um, so please um, forgive me for that. I want to ask for forgiveness on that. So, um, you know what? Here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Now is the time that we need to, now is the time that we need to give our life to God. Now is the time that we need to get into his presence. In order to get into his presence, we must have a relationship with him. I'm telling you, you have to break through the mechanics of religion and get into a rela uh, relationship with him. The Bible tells us in Psalms 37, get into the presence of the Lord and then patiently wait for him to act. The first act in that sentence is to what? Get into his presence. And then we wait for God to act on our behalf. So brothers and sisters, now is the time. Now is the time that we have to do that. So if you've never said the prayer of salvation before, I'm about to say it. Email us at ministers at risinghopeministries.org. Ministers at risinghopeministries.org. Um, we want to hear from you. Pretty soon, I'm going to have a link, and the link is going to be in the description um, next to the notes. And you can click that link and come in and fill out a short form, and we want to hear you from you, and we want to see how we can help you, and we're going to send you a little pamphlet. It's an e-pamphlet that gives you some information about what's next. This is, the, this is what we call our aftercare. We just don't want to give you the roadmap and tell you start a relationship with God. Hey, good luck with you. <laughs> we did our job. Good luck. <laughs> have a good day. No. We want to do much more than that. We want to help you establish a working relationship with the living God. Let me say that again. We want you, we want to help you establish a working relationship with the living God. And it starts right here with the prayer of salvation. Maybe you said it years ago. It never hurts to say it again. But you're ready to come back. Maybe you said it and, and, and you got what we call church hurt. And you've never been back again. 
We want you back. God wants you back. He loves you. He said, the Bible tells us that he is married to the backslider. Come on back. Now is the time. God, God wants to show you his unfailing love in ways that you have yet to see. He loves doing it, but it starts with you having a relationship with him, with you being in the presence of the living God. And it starts by saying the prayer of school. It starts by saying the prayer of uh, salvation. Please say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne of grace. And today, I confess all my sins. The ones I know about and even the ones I have forgotten. Please, Lord, have mercy upon me. Forgive me of these my many sins. Today, Lord, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for my sins. And after three days, he was raised from the dead. And today, he sits at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price that I could never pay on my own. Have mercy upon me. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for um, bearing with me as we go into the one o'clock hour. And now I just want to pray for us, uh, for all of us who 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 we were frustrated in, in this current time. And we just need God to give us the, the unction and the strength and the boldness to continue to wait on him. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace on this day. We come to give you all glory and all praise. And we thank you for who you are in our lives, Heavenly Father. And Lord, if you don't do anything else, you've already done to you're already done enough. And for that, we say thank you, Heavenly Father. Now, Heavenly Father, your word tells us and, and commands us and gives us instructions to get in your presence and to wait for you to act. Heavenly Father, please forgive us for our impatience. Please forgive us for 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 impatiently um, acting before you, Heavenly Father. So now, Heavenly Father, here we are standing before you. We want you to accept us back into your presence. And Lord, we want to patiently wait for you to act on our behalf because we know with you at our size, we can do anything, but without you, we can't get anything done. So Lord, we give you all glory and all praise. And Lord, give us the patience and the strength to wait for you. And, 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 and Lord, open up our eyes and our ears to hear you so we can hear you when you say move, so we can see you when you when, when you move, we can move with you, Heavenly Father. We love you and we thank you for who you are in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, know that I love you, but more importantly, God loves you. Man, you guys have a blessed and wonderful day.